0: Set the Tone with Tony D podcast. Here's your host, Tony DeAngelis. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Set the Tone with Tony D podcast. Here we are with our year end 2023 episode. Um, trying something a little different today from the standpoint of technology. I'm trying to do this from my phone. So let's see let's see if this all works out i cautiously optimistic doing things a little bit differently so if i sound a little bit different today uh please you know let me know um i hoping the sound technology here works out pretty well but i just want to wish everyone a happy holiday hope everyone had a great christmas um hope everyone's getting ready to celebrate the new year i know here uh in my house we had a great christmas um was weird. I keep calling it our first teenage Christmas as both girls are now teenagers. This was the first year uh, in probably about 16, 17 years um, that we did not get up to, to give gifts to the kids um, or Santa to give gifts to the kids uh, before 7 a.m. So um, kids didn't get out of bed till 10 a.m. almost this year. So definitely a nice surprise allowed me and Jacqueline to kind of sleep in and enjoy the, the morning a little bit before we got started, but it was a overall great Christmas. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast that this would be the first holiday we're spending, uh, without my mother-in-law since she passed, but, um, and we certainly missed her quite a bit, but definitely was an opportunity for the family to get together and, you know, share a lot of great memories with, uh, with Carol here and, um, you know, definitely a tough day in that respect, but, uh, you yeah, we'll touch on it later. But, um, you know, for, for us guys in the family, certainly having an Eagles game on was a, was a nice distraction. So, again, great, great Christmas, getting ready for the new year. I'm sitting here watching the bowl games. Um, you know, Penn State got, you know, beat up uh, today by Ole Miss. Uh, not a surprise given the fact so many of their main uh, defensive players sat out. Uh, Maryland is just crushing Auburn. Um, and now I'm watching the shell of the Florida state team, um, play Georgia. So definitely a lot of good bowl games on, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll touch later on a minute on the college football playoff, but yeah, I mean, it's been a, a lot going on. I've been fortunate to have the last few days off. Um, so, uh, took some time off between Christmas and new year for work and, uh, kind of at this point, You know, those memes that talk about, you know, after, you know, the 26th, after Boxing Day, which I think is one of the greatest holidays out there, uh, definitely appreciate uh, the fact they work for a company with a a lot of Brits and we celebrate Boxing Day and get the day off. But nevertheless, after Boxing Day and through, you know, New Year's Eve, you're kind of in a malaise and just eating, drinking, trying to fill your days, especially if you have off. So Uh, certainly not complaining about having the days off, but, uh, kind of ready to go to work, go back to work on Tuesday. So, um, and get the year started, call me crazy, but I'm looking for a bit of normalcy. So, um, but one of the things I did during the break here, um, is I went to see the movie, the iron claw. And I think a lot of you guys know, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So for me, I really enjoyed it. I was really looking forward to seeing it for, for months now, as I've seen the advertisements and, uh, I was certainly in their target audience, given my age and the fact that I actually watched the Von Erich family wrestle way back in the 80s and uh, and knew most of the story. Uh, But like I said, really enjoyed it. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler alert, but most of the people in the movie die. I think if you have any knowledge of wrestling, you know that the Von Erich family and the Von Von Erich family curse. Um, I think they go to... You know, great lengths to go through it. It is a very sad story. Um, But, you know, the the thing that I liked about it is, you know, obviously the movie takes place in the 80s. um, uh, And, you know, that's a a time when I was, you know, a young guy watching a lot of wrestling and knew, you know, followed it intimately. So um, the thing I liked the most is they took a lot of care to get all the details right. Um, the, 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 the Harley race and the Freebird characters were all spot on. Um, they even, even did a pretty good job with Bruiser Brody. Um, and, and certainly the Von Erich family as well. Uh, certainly Fritz, man, they nailed Fritz. Um, you know, he, he seemed, you know, very, you know, spot on with what I remember as a kid watching them. So, uh, and certainly they did a great job of recreating the old sportatorium where those World class championship wrestling matches took place, but uh, you yeah, know. But let's talk. They got one thing horribly wrong, and I can't believe how bad they missed the mark. It was on the Ric Flair cat uh, character. My goodness, he was just brutal. There was several other characters we've seen and people that have nailed Ric Flair over the years. Whether it was Will Ferrell in Eastbound and Down. I mean, that was a great Ric Flair depiction, and they just should have hired him. He would have done a better job. Um, yeah, might make you laugh, but Jay Lethal would have been much better. I mean, he hits Nate perfectly. He knows all the cues and has his uh, demeanor down perfectly. The guy they hired for the movie just missed the mark a little bit. Just you know, considering how many people know what a legend Ric Flair is, and you know, he was kind of a bit player in the movie. But you know, I don't know. It just annoyed me a little bit. But otherwise, the movie was great. Zickoff Ef- F was fantastic as uh, Kevin Von Erich, but kind of shocked me to learn that Kevin Von Erich is the one surviving uh, sibling. Uh, Zach Efron didn't necessarily consult him a whole lot. Um, yeah, I mean, a matter of fact, what I, I've seen is that he didn't reach out to him at all, which blows my mind that they didn't have him talk. Usually when you have those uh, biopic type movies, they, you know, the surviving characters speak pretty closely with the actors. Uh, so they can get it down, uh, pretty closely from a realism standpoint, but kind of surprising that didn't happen here. But all that being said, listen, if you're a wrestling fan and you don't necessarily want to go to the movie theater to see it, uh, highly recommend just wait till it comes out of streaming. It's not like a science fiction movie where you need to see it on the big screen. So, um, so yeah, that was one of the highlights of the past week for me. Um, you know, from a you know, my exercise standpoint, which is one of the things I talk about quite a bit here. Things are going pretty well, getting a lot of uh, you know, a lot of my cardio, a lot of the lifting in. I've uh, been going to the gym with my buddy Jeff and he's a you know former, you know, crossfitter and he's been teaching me a lot of stuff, I've been learning a lot from him. Uh, he's strong as an ox and uh, certainly has motivated me to kind of get my butt going a little bit and challenging myself uh, with the weight. So Um, Certainly getting those workouts in, but boy, I got to get the diet in order, man. I think like a lot of people, you know, the holidays you're you're you just inundated with opportunities for food and drink, and I certainly have partaken in that. Uh, Been pretty much kind of you know on a bender here from between drinking and eating since like December fifteenth. So, looking forward to cleaning up the diet in the next few weeks. So start or not? Well, actually, starting. On uh, you know January first, you know when things start to slow down and uh, can get back into my normal life again. So definitely looking forward to that. But uh, like I said, been getting the workouts in, so at least I've counteracted some of the uh, uh, the extra calories I've been adding on, on the last few weeks. So. But again, finally, you know, before we get into sports here, you know, I just hope everyone had a great Christmas season with their loved ones and got to spend some quality time with their families. So I know I did. But like I mentioned, I'm ready to get on with uh, you know, my uh, normal routine. So I'm looking forward to January 2nd and getting things back to normal. As crazy as that sounds. So uh, let's move into the birds, you know, since we last spoke. Um, Let's see. I think I had, uh, you know, the last podcast I did was, um, right before the Seattle game, which, um, you know, the birds, you know, promptly went out and lost uh, <laughs> in excruciating fashion. Um, you know, to lose to a backup quarterback and drew lock on a, when he, he has to go 98 yards, um, is it, crazy. The fact they lost that game. Um, and, um uh, You know, it's a shame because I think if they won that game, they would certainly be in pretty good position to get the top seed with the way things have broken for them over the last few weeks. But, um, you know, let's make no mistake. Sure, they beat the Giants last week, and it was nice to get a W and break the three-game slide. But, my God, that might have been the most frustrating win I've seen in quite quite a long time. Um, You know, the moment that second-half kickoff happened – and they fumbled the ball, and the Giants scored on the very next play. Uh, I knew where that game was going. I mean, they had a real opportunity, getting the ball up twenty to three in the second half, with a chance to put points on on the board, and have a team that has no reason to play, just flat out quit. And they gave them life, and it was a struggle the rest of the way. Um, you know, thank God they won the game, uh, and it came down to the very last play of the game against. You know, the I, I don't even know what would you call Tyrod Taylor at this point? Is he the third string? Is he the fourth string? Is, you know, whatever the case, you know, uh, Tyrod Taylor bringing you downfield at the end of the game with a chance to win um, is crazy. You know, it just shows you how far the Eagles have fallen, um, you know, since the 10 and one start. So uh, it's just frustrating. The offense is incredibly frustrating. I mean, I think defensively they didn't play too bad against the Giants, but, you know, look at what they were playing up against um, really wasn't much of an offense. So, you know, they, I don't know to take too many positives out of how they played defensively, but it was, it was, it was okay. It was average. The offense is where we got a lot of issues. I mean, yes, they rolled up a lot of yards, but yeah, the interception, sure. Maybe it was bad luck that Dallas Goddard slipped and, you know, the, the pick six happened, but, they gotta convert. They gotta get more touchdowns. They have no answer for the blitz. I mean, Jalen just bails on each uh, each time the pressure comes. And when there was a guy on Twitter, I think his name is Shane Half, who works with uh, uh, my favorite Eagles linebacker of all time, Seth Joyner, and he did like a film breakdown. And it is frankly amazing to me how ill-prepared the Eagles offense seems to be to handle the blitz. You know, at first glance, without having the benefit of looking at the game tape, I, I always want to blame Jalen for not getting rid of the ball. But when you look at the design of the offense, these, these plays that are called against blitzes, it seems like they're just not adjusting. They're not calling audibles. to To have a receiver do a quick slant or a quick short pattern, it seems like every play that there's 15, 20-yard play, you know, pass patterns being run, it makes no sense. I I, I don't know if it's the design of the offense, does the coach not trust the quarterback? You know, does he not trust them to be able to execute against the blitz? But, man, they've got to come up with something better. I mean, I know we only have a few weeks here, but uh, they got to change some things. I mean, the offense is just flat-out brutal, which – Again, great that they won the game. You know, who isn't happy to see them win and then see the Cowboys lose, the 49ers lose? I mean, it you know, couldn't have worked out better for the Eagles in terms of what happened elsewhere around the league. But man, I don't think anyone has confidence in this team. Um, yeah, it, you know, even if they do win out the next two games, win the division, more than likely end up the two seed. I, I don't even know. I mean, depending on who they play in that playoff game, it's got to be a good matchup. Because if it's like the Rams, I, you know, I think they're one and done, even at home. I, I don't know. They just there's they're just so sloppy. I think it begins with Nick. I've never loved Nick. Uh, anyone who you know who speaks with me regularly while I'm watching games knows. I think the guy's a poser. I, I think last year he was saved by the fact he had a great play caller, Shane Steichen, and, and quite frankly, that really set everything up for the entire team. You know, Gannon was a was a fraud too, but when, you know, when your team is up constantly, and you're just able to do the one thing that they did well, which was rush the passer. Well, sure, then you're going to look pretty decent out there, and uh, you're able to play defense um, successfully. And also, and let's not forget last year they had a. They had a very soft schedule. They did not play many top end quarterbacks. And um you know, they feasted on those you know, on those real terrible quarterbacks. And now you're seeing this year playing against top notch guys, uh, they're getting they're getting eaten alive. This is just not a good team. Not a good defense. The, you know, I do I have some hope that <clears throat> excuse me, perhaps that with uh Killy Ringo in the mix seems like to be an upgrade. You know, he hasn't really Played a whole lot against top-end teams, but I don't know. It seems to be, you know, from a size, speed, athleticism, just wanting to make a play and hit somebody. Seems like a major upgrade on Bradbury. Um, and even Slay, you know, Slay has not been a, you know, has not been, you know, really that good this year either. So, um, again, uh, it goes back to Nick. I really see a situation where if they lose one of these next two games, then lose the first playoff game. I wouldn't be shocked if Lori drops the you know hammer here and fires this guy. I know people call me crazy. You know, the guy took him to a Super Bowl in year two, took him to the playoffs in year one, he took him to the playoffs in year three. Yeah, that might be the case, but there's a lot of talent on this team that if you had a real coach who was, you know, that really was able to kind of hold things together from the standpoint of just like Keeping people held accountable. I, I don't know. I just don't like this guy, and I, I'd be more than happy to see him go. We bring in someone a little bit more, you know, stronger willed. You know, bring in Deuce Staley, someone is going to fire these guys up. I mean, people probably tell me I'm crazy when I say that, but watching that hard knocks um, from a couple seasons ago with the Detroit Lions, I loved watching Deuce and just how he challenged the players. And I don't think he got that with Nick. Nick's well, Nick wants to be their buddy, and then you know on the sideline. He's yelling at the other team. He's yelling at the refs. I I don't know. I I just don't care for the guy. All right. As for the, our upcoming opponent, the Arizona Cardinals, you know, and our buddy, uh, Jonathan Gannon coming back to town, Uh, you know, the Cardinals stink. Kyler Murray has been okay since he's come back. They run the ball pretty well. They, you know, they don't have a lot of receivers uh, Hollywood Brown just went on the IR. The defense—they don't have a whole lot there either. I mean, they've got Buda Baker, who's a great safety. Who actually, you know, when you got a really strong safety with the kind of the type of offense the Eagles do run, uh, someone that can diagnose plays, he could be a real problem for them. So, I don't know. Again, I don't see a, no, I do don't see a cakewalk. You know, they haven't had one all season. Why? Why should they have one now? Uh, unless you have a team, you know, that just doesn't show up, which. Could be a little bit cold on Sunday. Um, you know, the whole you know, West Coast team playing their early game. I don't know; a couple weeks ago, that didn't seem to bother Arizona when they went and beat Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. You know, do, do I think they'll win? Sure. Do I think it'll be another struggle where you just want to lose your mind and just unhappy with what you're seeing on the screen? Yeah, because Gannon knows this team. He knows the offense. He knows what to expect. So you know, best case is just talent over talent, you know, just, you know, run the ball, knock them, you know, apparently, you know, they're, defensively they're not great against the run, but I'm sure this, you know, the, Nick and Brian Johnson will find a way to try to, you know, get the, the the passing game healthy, which, you know, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but nothing they do makes a lot of sense to me um, from how they've you know handled the team this season. So, yeah, guys, I mean, you know, we'll see. I think they win this week. And then you got the Giants the following week. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they were really fired up against us. I thought they played pretty well defensively. And Wink Martindale had a defense that we really had a hard time figuring out for parts of the game. So, uh, you know, final game of the year won't be a cakewalk in any way whatsoever. So, so there's your Eagles update. Yeah, they got to win. Do I think they'll win again this week? Yeah, I do. Am I excited? Not really. I just think I'm seeing the big picture and realizing there's there's a lot of issues with this team, a whole lot of issues. So, you know, is there time, You know, did I say the same things in 2017? Yeah, a hundred percent. I surely did. <laughs> but I don't know. They had a lot of veterans on that team, uh, especially on the defensive side. We were able to turn things around uh, and pull the team together until Nick Foles was ready to uh, kind of unleash hell. Um, for two games in the playoffs. Um, you know, of course, he got by the the, the Falcons in that first playoff game in 2017-18, but um, he really went, you know, hog wild in the NFC Championship game and Super Bowl, of course. So, I don't know. I don't see that on the horizon for this year's team. Call me crazy, but I just don't see it. A couple other things. Sure, this might be personal to me, and maybe there's only two, one or two other people on this podcast that listen to it or even care about this, uh, but there was a nice big... Bowl win by my Rutgers Scarlet Knights, uh, to secure a winning season. They beat mm-hmm. Miami. Yeah. The U in the pinstripe bowl played in Yankee stadium. So, um, really great to see them, you know, fi- finally get, you know, get another win, finish the season on a, on a winning note, you know, push them over to a winning record for the year. Uh, I think they're on the right track. You know, I think Shiano is, uh, kind of playing, you know, his type of football, um, Bringing in the kind of guys he wants to to play with, uh, the good news is, and I hear probably a lot of you guys snickering. Yeah, sure, they don't beat the big boys of the Big Ten, and you know I have no delusions that's ever going to happen. Uh, you know they're never going to compete with Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan. But guess what? None of those three teams are on the schedule next year. They're all replaced by this ridiculous influx of teams from the West Coast. So, um, you know, you get USC, you get UCLA. Uh, I think that brings our boy Chip. I gotta check to see if he if it's uh in, in the Rose Bowl or in Piscataway but if it's in Piscataway I think want to go boo the guy because I can't stand chip Kelly so um so yeah I mean good things there uh, are ahead I think for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and uh, yours truly at least pretty excited over that bowl win uh, but let's move on to the college football playoffs um watching some of these bowl games over the last couple of days um I think you're saying that the big 10 was uh, a little fraudulent Um, you know, uh, although notwithstanding the Rutgers win and certainly uh, Maryland is loading up on Auburn today, but Ohio State got beat by Missouri. Um, And then you've got, um, well, you got Georgia beating up on Florida State, but I guess Ohio State losing to Missouri was kind of a surprise. And then Penn State certainly getting beat up by Ole Miss kind of shows you, you know, maybe this wasn't the best Big Ten this year. And, um, you know, maybe that's kind of a harbinger of what you're going to see when Bama plays, uh, uh, when Bama plays Michigan, I, I, anyone knows me, not a big Michigan fan. Um, I know a lot of people in New Jersey for some reason are, I am clearly not can't stand you know, Jim Harbaugh. I think he's a fraud. I think he's a cheat. Um, so I'm rooting big time for Bama. Um. And then, you know, listen, when it, you know, Washington and Texas in the other game, I, I think the pac well, the, the soon-to-be dead Pac-12, but uh, I think the Pac-12 is a fraud. Um, I think Washington will uh, get lumped up on by Texas. Um, and then you'll have a Texas-Bama championship game, and, you know, I think uh, Saban gets revenge um, on Sarkeesian for uh, beating him earlier in the year. And I think you'll have a, a, a Bama Stitt sitting on top of the hill again in the uh, college football world, even though, you know, it'll be a hell of a, you know, a uh, hell of a you know, reversal for them because they did not look great in the first half of the year. So, but they pulled things together and just shows you what a great coach Nick Saban is. So, um, you know, hey, so there's your, your college football. What I foresee, Bama, Texas in the final with Bama winning it all. A um, couple other things on the uh, sports uh, side of things. The Flyers, great return from the Christmas break in terms of going out to Vancouver, beating a very strong Canucks team, 4-1 to one on their first game back. Uh, you know, the second game back-to-back, they go out to you know, Seattle and play our old friend Dave Haxtall, lose last night in the overtime, um, really, uh, you know, Carter Hart you know, played great last night. I think he kind of carried them to getting at least a point in that overtime loss. But um, and I, I can't stand losing Dave Haxtell. I It's as much as Andy Reid annoys me, I, I, I think I hate Dave Haxtell as, uh, more as far as a former Eagles or a former Philadelphia, I'm sorry, head coach. Can't stand that, man. So I think he's the worst coach in Flyers history, even though I'm sure I'm missing a few guys that were bad to me. Hackstall was the worst. Couldn't stand that guy and his, you know, know know-it-all attitude. I mean, the guy thought he invented the sport, especially when you look at some of his lineup decisions. So it pains me to see them lose um, to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, But yeah, Flyers, you know, again, are playing pretty well. I mean, definitely playing a lot better than anyone anticipated at this point in the season. Can they keep it going? I mean, we'll see. I mean, now, I think they're winning a lot of games by effort and their structure and playing sound defensively, and certainly the goaltending they've got over the last like month and a half or so of the season hasn't hurt. And I think it's carried them in a lot of ways. But you know, there's a lot of teams below them in the standings that are really good. Uh, you know, you're gonna—I I can't see you know the Carolina Hurricanes you know, staying down where they are in the standings as much. You know, for much more of the season. Same thing with the Devils um so we'll see we'll see if the Flyers can hold on to a playoff spot but um I just like the way they're playing they certainly are bringing back that uh you know Flyers toughness and tenacity and just playing the game the right way so so there you go uh you know not much to say about the Sixers you know they're doing what they always do great regular season you know basically I'm not going to talk about the Sixers until they get to the playoffs and see if they get past the second round I mean if they make a trade um, you know, today the guy from Toronto just got traded to the Knicks, and I know there was some talk that the Sixers were interested in him. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, until they do something big you know, and, and show they can beat Boston with regularity or Milwaukee or even Miami, I, I just won't believe in them. Um, so that's your Philadelphia sports Upstate update. So let's go to the, the final part of this podcast, and that's kind of our year in review. And all podcasts do it, so I figured why not set the tone with Tony T? So, um, here's my year end review, and essentially, kind of want to go through some top 10 moments, things for me personally over a wide array of different areas for, over the past uh, year. So, um, you know, some are sports, some are personal summer entertainment related. Um, but you know, here we go. As far as my top 10, no particular order, uh, took a great trip with my family, uh, in August to Arizona, which was at the time the hottest place on the earth. I think it was about 120 to 125 degrees, just about every day, which before we went out there, I mean, we were nervous. I mean, we didn't really know what to expect. I mean, who in their right mind would go visit a place that is 120 degrees during the day. Well, I did. I took my family out there like a crazy man. Um, and, but I got to tell you, it was not only was the heat manageable because of the whole like dry heat, um, that is real. I mean, the fact when you, you just, you just can't walk barefoot anywhere. That's what I learned. You can do anything else. You can get in the pool, you can walk around, don't stand out in the sun too long, but as long as your feet are covered and, uh, you coming in and out of the shade or you're, you're jumping in and out of a pool. It was very, very manageable. But we went to see the Grand Canyon and, uh, you know, it, it was just magnificent. It was definitely, you know, probably one of the best days of my life to be able to share that with my wife, my kids. And we were able to bring uh, two of my daughter's friends along with us, my uh, rental daughters, as our tour guide called them. Um, it was just great to experience that with them it was uh, certainly a highlight, uh, not only of the year, but of my life, quite frankly. I mean, it just, the Grand Canyon is just just astounding, something I think everyone has to see in person. And then also I took a trip in November with my wife and kids, to St. Thomas, never had, had never been there. Certainly a very beautiful island, lots to do. Um, on a future podcast, I'll talk about my turtles, but I got to swim with sea turtles one day. That was really, really cool. Uh, got to swim a different day with dolphins. So great time, you know. Got to relax, you know, during, during what they like to call Jersey Week. You know, the week when the teachers convention happens in New Jersey. So um, had a great trip with the family, and that was certainly another highlight of the year. Uh, a couple of other things, you know. As much as I'm complaining about the Eagles and where they're at right now in 2023 into 2024, you know, let's not forget you know, this, the January to February portion of the year back at early, you know, at the tail end of last season, I mean, that playoff run was great. Uh, You you know, as a, as a true Philadelphia sports fan, I mean, there's very few times in my life where I can say things really broke uh, the Eagles way, but you know, the 2023 season up until that Bradbury penalty was magical. I mean, really everything worked their way, whether it was, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, you know, getting hurt, and then the San Francisco backup getting hurt. You're essentially playing you know, three quarters of an NFC Championship game against a quarterback that couldn't throw the ball. So you knew you were going to win that game. I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen again in my life where you're so so assured of a victory. Uh, you know, beating up on the Giants in the first round of the playoffs—that uh, was great to see. And then that Super Bowl. I mean, there were some amazing, amazing moments. Um, yeah, it hurt like hell to lose that game, but I mean, there was some really, really amazing moments, and right up until that penalty, I mean, what a it was just a great run, and uh, I don't know if we're you know sure you know, you know a winning a Super Bowl would be you know a lot better, but the way that season went, um, there was a lot of good things, and I certainly won't forget those. Um, yeah. Let's also say that the Phillies playoff run up until game six of the NLCS was, was another fun, magical run watching the Phillies, you know, dispatch the Marlins and then beating the Braves with that phenomenal game. I think it was game, what was it? Game four um, in Philadelphia to kind of clinch that best of five series. Uh, that was what well, was, was such a great game. Um, you know, a lot of crazy moments um, clutch hits, clutch defensive plays, you know, some good relief pitching. I mean, it was, it was, you know, something to behold and, you know, Hey, who doesn't like beating the Braves and knocking them out of the playoffs after their record setting season. So, um, yeah, I mean, those were kind of the highlights on the sports side. Uh, personally got a couple things that were a highlight, uh, you know, me talking about my working out. I I set a goal for myself, to Bench press more than 250 pounds. Oh, and I did that in, in, in excess, so I was uh, pretty happy with myself. That was the one goal I set when I was able to hit that uh, earlier in the year, you know. And I got, you know, more, I got it, got 250 plus for reps. So, yeah, this old guy can, you know, still uh, making some gains. So, I was certainly happy about that. A couple other things with my family, my, my oldest daughter was able to um she was she got inducted into the National Honor Society at GCIT was really excited about that uh, i think it's called the National Honor National Technical Honor Society i don't know what exactly it was called but um uh, was certainly happy to see her you know get that recognition and uh for her to you know it was a hell of an accomplishment it was something i didn't do in high school so it was something, uh, you know, it was really awesome to see and I'm really proud of her. Uh, and also my youngest uh, you know, moved up into middle school this year um, at her, uh, her, I guess it was kind of a graduation from elementary school. She received an award for receiving straight A's her whole time in elementary school. So certainly proud of Gracie, both kids doing well in school and, and working hard. So, you know, always love to see that uh, and the effort that they put in and just watching them grow up into the young women that they are, they drive me crazy from time to time, but moments like that, when I see them both uh, reach some achievements, it certainly makes it all worthwhile. A uh, couple things on the uh, entertainment side of the year that really was, for me, was uh, I found pretty cool. Uh, everyone knows I'm a huge Star Wars fan, kind of Star Wars nerd, if you will. Uh, the Ahsoka series I thought was fantastic. Um, I really thought they kind of have tied together the Mandalorian and where the star star Wars universe is, is going over the next few years with Disney. It's probably some of the best material they've put together since they've moved to Disney. So, um, certainly really enjoyed that series. I thought it was really good. Uh, who doesn't love seeing more, you know, Anakin Skywalker, you know, Hayden Christensen, you know, did a really great job reprising his role of, uh, Anakin Skywalker. And, uh, Seeing him in live action with uh, with Ahsoka was 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 really cool. So looking forward to where things go with uh, Star Wars series as we move into 2024. Uh, one other item: me, my buddy Matt, and Mike Pigliacelli, We went to this uh, went to a, a micro wrestling event at the Sacama Golf Club here in South Jersey, and uh, it was one of the it was probably the most fun I've ever had. At a uh, at, at an event uh, in a long time just watching these uh, little people get out and do some pro wrestling in a ring that probably would fit in would easily fit in most people's family rooms um, it was quite tiny but you know so are the wrestlers so it was to scale and it was a lot of fun and guess what yours truly is is potentially going to be on TV later this year because um, I had found out, uh, well, when we were at the match, there was there was talk that the Discovery Channel was following around the Micro Wrestling Federation, filming it for a potential reality show. Well, it turns out the show got picked up, and it's called uh, Little Brawlers, and it's going to start on January 9th on Discovery Channel. And what we were told when we were at the match. Was that um, that match was going to be part of the season finale episode if they had been picked up by Discovery? Well, it turns out, um, yeah, they got picked up by the Discovery Channel, and um, it turns out that when it gets to that final episode, you you are more than likely going to see me in the crowd because there was maybe a hundred people there. Um, so, but and you know, between me, Matt, and and my buddy Mike, you're you're going to see us. We're going to be, you know, I would say. Uh, you know, probably TV stars, you know, because Lord knows you need my face on TV. I have more than just a uh, a voice for radio. I have a face for TV, too. So you guys will see that. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, as far as a highlight of the year is uh, starting the podcast. know, um, yeah, I've certainly had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm you know, trying my best to get a little bit more regular with it. I mean, when we first kicked it off, it did really well with you know, getting a lot of episodes out there for, through the uh, spring and summer. Um, and, it, you know, things kind of, you know, kind of fell off for a little bit, as I explained in the last episode. But I'm hoping to get things back on track a bit more. Hopefully uh, switch into using a, it's a little bit of different technology to record it. will make it a little bit easier to, you know, to get these recorded. But, you know, I, I again, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I have to figure out a way to get some guests on Uh, because there's a lot of folks that have told me they want to get on, they want to talk, they want to have some fun with this. So I'm going to try to make that happen in 2024. That's my New Year's resolution, is to figure out how to improve the podcast and get other people on here. But, uh, you know, there's been so many people have reached out, whether it's Uncle Timmy or my buddy Joey, you know, R.I.P. Mako, or my buddy A-Ran, as I like to call him, down in North Carolina. Uh, Big Dave from the gym, Uh, my buddy Jess, the founder of Boz Barbecue, and of course Mike and Matt Pig and uh, Betty Joe and many many others. I mean, I appreciate you guys listening um, and you know giving me you know feedback, telling me that you're listening. Um, I know every time um, these podcasts drop and it hits someone's timeline, it seems like I get a lot of like uh, you know messages out to me like, my God, I can't believe there's another one out there, but. You know, seriously, guys, thanks for listening. Um, You know, the Eagles playoff run, I'm sure we're going to have a whole lot more to say over the coming weeks because um, there's going to be a lot to talk about um, with the good old birds as they uh, move towards the playoffs uh, to end this season. So, you know, finally, before we sign off, don't forget my partners, you know, Jack's Racks. You know, I know we just got through the Christmas season and, you know, a lot of people are shopped out, but if you if you need things to help with your organization of your house or to get rid, right, you know, put away your Christmas de- Christmas decorations and reach out to Jack. She'll get you a link. She'll save you some money. So reach out to Jack if you can. Then um, also Boz Barbecue, my buddy Jess, as I mentioned, making some tasty barbecue. The football playoffs are here. If you're looking for some ribs or some brisket, or some pulled pork to sit around and enjoy the games as you have your boys over. You know, give Jess a call. He can hook you up. Um, Then TKO Creations, Tara and Kelly, um, you know, doing a great job with uh, getting uh, different crafts out there. I know they go to a bunch of different craft festivals. So uh, I I bought a bunch of uh, cups off of them that were wrapped with some really cool designs. Got one for my brother with a Star Wars design. Uh, nice tumblers you can you know fill up with your favorite beverages. You're sitting around and watching a game or a movie. So reach out to TKO Creations and uh, the links to all three of my partners here will be left in the show notes. So check them out. But again, thanks to everyone who's listened. Thanks to everyone who's reached out. Um, looking forward to a great 2024, and I hope you and your families have a great 2024. Um, you all mean a lot to me just given your uh, the fact you're listening to this, so I really appreciate it. And again, Happy New Year, and this is uh, another episode of Set the